Now look, TikTok is where 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 the thing where so many people are now putting it up, and you know their videos. But I prefer. I prefer YouTube video. I, I really, I really like YouTube. I think it's a, I think I get addicted. I get addicted to the YouTube shorts. It's like, I I say, well, I'm, I'm only going to watch one or two of them. That's it. I'm only going to watch one or two. Uh, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, uh, an hour has gone by and I am still watching. Uh, I hate YouTube the shorts. shorts. I give, I give a thumbs down to every you know? short that comes across my screen. I hate vertical video. It's the anyway, stupidest thing ever. Anyway, everybody, we're well. We're welcome. We're welcoming the world right now. We have, we've been in the room for a little while, and we want to say hello. Remember, this is uh, an opinion show, so whatever you want to say, just remember it's your opinion. Uh, welcome to our current event show. It's our 163rd meeting. I'm your host, Jan Landy, um, and uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Soundbroker.com, who you know, who has been supplying all of our financial needs to keep this show running. So thank you, Soundbroker. Uh, oh, actually, I'm thanking myself. What do you know? All right, that's enough paid political announcements. Welcome, everybody. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Good. Doing we, have good. Some, we have a new guest, uh, Will. Will Lewis is in the room. Will is uh, with Second Warehouse um, and a uh, fine engineer. I met, I met Will, I don't know how many years ago, um, when he was working for Meyer, right? That's yep. right, Meyer Sound. 20, 20 years ago. Well, I think we probably crossed paths before Meyer. I believe we have. We worked with each other at Meyer. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, we got uh, Byron in the room, but unfortunately, his camera is not working uh, perfectly because he's an audio guy and you know, that's where he wants to stay. Hey, Brian. Hello. Good, good, good. And he's our resident expert. Did you now we were talking about we were talking about the sphere, which is pretty impressive. And if you haven't seen it yet, I will I'll, let me just let me just steal a little bit of this guy's video because it's pretty impressive. Um, and you'll see it in a second as soon as I can figure out. Oh, I see you can't do that. You can't you can't be full screen and then go to my Zoom meeting. So let me share the screen again. We, we, we it's just so impressive. I was out last night for uh, watching it uh, where the fireworks were. I thought it, instead of watching the fireworks, I would go and watch the uh, sphere, and um, it's huge. I mean, it's absolutely huge. It's uh, I mean, that looks like a planet. It looks like a planet. You know, it looks like it could be Mars or Jupiter or whatever, but they, but, but they could do whatever they want, but that's a fixed building. And if you look at the video, it looks like the building is rotating, but it's not. And they, now they've announced the initial, the initial residency is none other than that band U2. And that is, and they were already sold out. I was looking, I, I was, I actually was doing YouTube uh, search, looking for the sphere so I could see if anybody else posted anything other than myself. Uh, uh, yeah, look, do you see on the bottom of the screen, there's cars. So, I mean, that's, that's a building in front of that. I would hate to be living in the building that is facing the sphere. <laughs> It would be like that Seinfeld episode when Kramer was next to the Kenny Rogers chicken, you know. And he that was exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, the roasters. You know, but if you could see it rotates, so the building, I mean, it's it's bright. And what I found out is that they're going to be using the sphere for advertising purposes. So when 
planes are flying in, they will be advertising to people flying into Las Vegas. Plus, they'll be able to advertise from the Strip as well. So it's when's the first show? Uh, I, the first show is in November. It's to to coincide with the F1 racing. Gotcha. You know. And so, uh, you know, it was the 4th of July. So, you know, I, I've seen a million fireworks displays and, um, but I've never seen the sphere before. And that was pretty cool. So we'll throw the link in the chat to that guy's video. It was very cool uh, that he did it. And um, of course it was hot. Everybody's, everybody's hot. Funny thing, just before the show, Fred was saying to me, you know, about the weather. And I looked at my, my Apple watch and I saw that it was only, uh, I, I saw that it was like 90 degrees. And Fred started saying, you know, you're lucky, you kid, you know, it's 96 here, whatever. And then I realized instead of looking at the, the temperature on my watch, I was looking at my battery percentage. <laughs> Turns out it's 107 here in Vegas. Josh, what's it like where you are? Uh, yesterday for the 4th, it was about 92 outside with uh, about 80% humidity. So it was a nightmare but right now it's about 85 we just had a thunderstorm roll through here about an hour and a half ago so we needed some rain so we got some rain but not enough yeah so so brian what what about you down in north carolina what's the weather i mean are you here are you experiencing this heat wave that i'm hearing so much about now nah, the heat wave's not crossing the mountains although we're got a heat index of 98 right now and 86 outside but it, it just really hasn't crossed over we didn't hit 90 until two weeks ago yeah, which is well, we, which is white light for us. That's crazy. That's that's really hot for North Carolina. And we'll hit. We usually average forty to fifty days above ninety degrees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was one hundred and seventeen in my car the other day when I got into the car. The 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 the, uh, the, the thermostat on the car said one hundred and seventeen. That's crazy. You know, and it's 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 like it's interesting because if it's 103 to about 105, it's it's not a really a big deal here in Las Vegas for some reason. But once it gets over 106, the second you walk outside, you feel like you're being baked alive. It, it's 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 amazing how that one degree or two degree difference really makes a big difference in the temperature. Yeah, I was I was in I lived in Scottsdale for 20 years, so. <clears throat> I know the temperature thing, but one time I was at a Jimmy Buffett show there in the middle of June, so it was hot as could be. And he comes out on stage and he goes, he goes, yeah, they say it's a dry heat, but a pizza oven is dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, you get used to it when it's like, but it's, yeah, you're right, Jan, as soon as it gets like over, you know, 105, 106, you know, and then if it gets up into the teens, it's just, you know, it's incredible. Was that show you went to at the old Legend City? What's that? That show that you went to see Jimmy Buffett was that the was that at the old Legend City, not the new it, one? It, well, it was it was called something else. It's the amphitheater that's out. Oh, the last one I'd say was Cricket Pavilion originally. Yeah, it was Cricket. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't it know was what it's Cricket then. It's something else now. Yeah, it's changed hands like four times since then. Done a bunch of shows out there, been to a bunch of shows out there. Welcome, Kurt. Kurt just walked it. Well, he's driving into the room. I could see he's driving into the room. Uh, you, how many shows you've got tonight? 
Uh, nothing tonight, but I've got uh, Saturday and two states at the same time. And then next week I've got five in a row in Bend and four in a row in Seattle. And uh, a reggae festival on top of all of that. Well, I am honored that you would pop into our room and, uh, and, and, and grace us with your presence. Thank you so much. How's the weather where you are? It looks like it doesn't look like it's that hot where you are. It's 82, but it's about 35% humidity. And we got some Canadian smoke going on and a little of our own. So it's kind of unpleasant. Now, I noticed last week you posted a picture as you were looking out the window, and it looked like there was still snow on the mountains. Is, is Was that accurate? Well, there's always snow on Mount Rainier. Uh, not, not like it used to be. When I was a kid, it never got brown at all, but, uh, you know, climate change has made an impact. So now the bottom part turns brown, which is kind of a new thing around here. Yeah, well, there's not a lot of snow in Las Vegas, especially up in the mountains here right now. Um, no. None at all. But the, but it did snow this year, I believe, even though I wasn't here to see it. I, I heard that it had snowed. You know, it's a well, funny the top thing. Of Rainier, top of Rainier always has its glacier. I mean, it, it's been there for thousands of years. Yeah, it's the same with Mount Hood down here. Mount Hood's not quite as tall. It's just a little more pointy. Well. Yeah. Hey, man. I didn't know you were in the group. How you doing? Doing good. I convinced them to join us today. We, I yeah. was talking to them on the phone, and I said, hey, you should come in. You never know who's going to be here. But I, I, I did promise you, I bet there were some people that you knew in the room. Yep. Oh, yeah. And there you I know, go. I know that guy well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, like this week, there's not a lot going on, or, and there's so much going on, but it's all kind of political news and uh, international, you know, bad stories. I, I was looking for some good stories to talk about. And uh, the best I could come up with is Joey Chestnut, 16 years in a row, <laughs> 16 years in a row, the guy wins the Nathan hot dog eating contest. This year he put away 61 hot dogs. I don't know how any human being can, can do that. I mean, and he's not that fat. You know, he's pretty thin, yet he can, I mean, he, he must have a, a detachable jaw or something like that, where you can just swallow these things whole. Um, we watched it a bit. It's it's pretty funny. I saw an interview with him, and he really does sort of like a, a workout kind of thing, you know, and, and sort of drains his stomach, and like he drinks fluids for a couple of days. And they had a thunderstorm and that like threw him threw him off his routine. And that's why he didn't get close to his record, which was which is 78, I think, or something like that. Holy crap. That's so much only, sodium and so much nitrate. You'd have to come up by me, Jan. We used to have an event up here called Brat Days because we have Johnsonville Brats up here. And they used to have a brat eating contest. And I think one year the guy put away 42 brats in like i forgot what the time was it was a short amount of time but they just eat the broth it's insane it makes me i can't do it but i literally had one of a hot dog i had one hot dog last night and i hardly ever eat them like once or twice a year and i haven't felt good all day so i don't know how you <laughs> eat seven 
Now I'm telling you this, all those chemicals in those hot dogs, it's, I mean, first of all, there's, it's sodium crazy. There's so much sodium in there because that, well, that's I got the kosher ones. I got the Nathan's, which are probably as good as it's going to get. Nathan's is not kosher. Nathan's is just from New York. Nathan's, oh, not, I don't believe they have kosher hot dogs at Nathan's, but uh, ballpark drinks. Well, ballpark like in, a, drinks. In, a, in a thousand years, they'll, they'll dig up they'll dig up Joey Chestnut and he'll still be completely intact. <laughs> <laughs> like a mummy <laughs> without the shroud. I had, I had to, so when I was in high school, right, I was in a band and uh, I came in at the beginning of the year, like right before school to kind of help sort out all the marching band uniforms and stuff, just because I was a TA and it's kind of my thing. And uh, so this guy I'm working with in the, in the big closet room where they kept all that stuff hung up, he was eating a Twinkie and he put it on the shelf. And at the end of the year, nine and something months later, we were tasked with putting everything away. And the same guy found the Twinkie and other than a little bit of dust, it was 100% as fresh as it had been the day he put it down. It hadn't <laughs> oh turned hard, it, it didn't fold. It, it, you know, if it wasn't covered with a layer of dust, it would have looked like it had just been put there. Well, I will tell I've you. I've never had a Twinkie you. since. I would tell you that if I was on a touring band, that would be on my rider. You know, you have to provide Twinkies, you know, you know, screw the green M&Ms, you know, that's it. You know, put, give right. me some Twinkies. You know, could you, I mean, have you been to a state fair where they fry the Twinkies and they, I mean, they fry everything. They fry cheese, they fry Twinkies, they, you know, everything is fried. Everything's fried. Josh, you must have them out where you are, right? Oh, you, I, you don't even want to know what they are fry up here. They fry anything you can think of. They deep fry it and put it on a stick. They do deep fried butter. Yep, deep fried butter, deep fried pickles, deep fried broads. Deep. I mean, if you think now, you how can could deep, somebody can't be, seriously? How could somebody eat deep fried butter, a stick of butter that's deep fried without having a cholesterol heart attack, like right on the spot? Who knows? I I never tried it. I never will try it. Yeah. It's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. I know crazy. they do ice cream, and I always figure, now, how, how do you get deep fried ice cream happening? You know, must have to go fast. No, they put it, they, I've actually seen them do it. They powder it with, they had the ice cream, and they put like some type of powdery substance around it to keep it from melting, and they put it in, and it hardens. It's wow. It's a weird tech, it's a weird, unique thing. I never ate it, but it's interesting watching them make it. Yeah. Well, do they? I'm. I'm sure you know they. They probably even deep fry sushi there, right? That's probably what it is. You know, I like to tell people. I, I want to be a bit surprised. Once. Yeah, I've only had sushi once. I took it home, put it in the microwave. It was great. You know, I have to tell you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, Kurt's dying right now. They're dying. Jan will, Jan will be here all week. Try the veal. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of being here all week, I'm hoping that I am going to be here all week, but there's a horrible story in the news that, you know, you know, remember Fukushima? Well, evidently now the radioactive water is now overwhelming them in the building. And they they've they finally have gotten permission, and I don't know who's given them permission to do this, but they're going to start to they're going to start to dump the excess water in the ocean. 
And right now, I don't know if you know this, I didn't know it either, but all the Japanese fishermen, when they bring their, when they, when they, when they go out and fish, they have to come into a radiation checkpoint where they check all of the fish for radiation. It's like, I think the only people that are protesting against it are the fishermen and the Chinese. Hmm, that's interesting. I wouldn't you know. It's I wonder why. from all the other countries and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it might be changing the way fish act, although whales are not fish. There's, there's there, a lot of orcas have been attacking boats in the European, in the European waters. The yeah. actually, the, the, you know, if they would have done that before we had big boats and big ships, we would never have been able to transfer uh, ourselves from one ocean to the other. Those are Putin controlled AI whales. Oh, is that are. what it is? It's the AI whale. That's right. <laughs> well, I just saw an article today that there was a shark swimming. I think it was down in Florida, swimming right up to the beach. Like there was a whole, it was like a tourist spot somewhere. I don't remember where in Florida, but there's a tourist spot and people were in the ocean. Often sharks decided to come swim on, swim up to the beach or get as close to shore as possible. And you can just see people running out of the water. So something's yeah, going there was, on. There was a great video of the shark coming into the beach. You know, it was still in the water, but it was swimming towards the beach. And all the people standing out of the water on the beach started running the other way. <laughs> I think I saw the movie. I think it was called Jaws, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think the people have the upper hand once the shark's on the beach. Yeah, I think. <laughs> so, Kenny. It's a shark. shark sure that you sure that movie wasn't Deep Throat? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> hey, Ken, I just, had, uh, I just had some of your gear roll through my gig last week with uh, Jason Isbell, your desk, and a bunch of stuff. How'd they do? They did great. So everything worked and everything's fine. We got this electronics and you got front of house, right? You were doing racks you and had, stacks? Uh, you had a set of SXLs and uh, I think it was all the stage stuff was from you too. I just did yep. stack the rack and the opener. Yeah, we just put electronics and, and stage packages out usually. Got a bunch of those. Yeah. First time I've had your come to them. Hey, Ken, do you got anybody uh, coming to uh, Life Fest in Oshkosh with your gear at all or no? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't look at all schedules. I've been out of town for almost 10 days, and I just got back today. It's been, like, brutal. Everybody asking me questions, and I got Kelly Clarkson in prepping and other stuff going on. So it's just been – I got a, another tour leaving Friday in um, – Elevation worship leaving next week, so it's been kind of crazy. Yeah, because we have uh, why, why don't you tell people where you were, what you were doing? Because it's kind of interesting that you've been doing this for a long time. I was in Anaheim doing Harvest Crusade, but this time we did it in the Honda Center in the round with way too much LED wall in in lighting. You know, those those corporate people want to go overboard on lights and and video, so. And unfortunately, they wanted me, I had to go high. So in order to leave, it took me six hours to get out or six, five hours to get out because of the height of everything. Wow. That's crazy. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of loadout. So Oshkosh, is that the air show you're talking about? It's up there? Isn't it Oshkosh? No, 
that, that, that's 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 the EAA. That's at the end of the month. But right now, it's starting tomorrow. We have that uh, four-day Christian concert series, Life Bets. Oh, okay. That's usually uh, CTS or um, okay. Uh, Blackhawk does it. Oh, yeah, there's, I didn't know if you... there's another guy that... in Minnesota too that that does a lot of Christian stuff too. Um, Reachcom. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know if that was something that you got into or not, but. I'm trying not to do so many festivals this year. It's brutal. Well, we could leave them to Claire, right? So what's the news on Claire? Yeah. What, what is the story with Claire Sound Image and Claire? Claire is buying everything in the world. They're going, only going after audio-only companies. They don't want to cross over into lights and video. That seems kind of, that seems really unusual that they would do that and leave that much money on the table because they have so many, they have so many lines in the water right now and so many hooks into so many production managers that I'm surprised that, that they're just, but, but to a coup for them to buy sound image, that's pretty amazing. Uh, they took, uh, they took eight day a couple of years ago and now they have sound image. Well, they took eight, eight day, ATK, um, uh, scan, um, what was it? Um, de not delicate, but um, the company up in San Francisco. Um, um, It'll come to you. Well, they 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 bought Pro Media. Pro Media, that's it. Yeah, that, that was they after buy. They, that was after Pro Media split from Ultrasound. Didn't they buy Maryland Sound years ago too? No, that was um, Maryland Sound hadn't been bought. Maryland Sound bought Northwest Sound back in the day. I haven't heard Maryland Sound's name in a while. Are they still in business? Is Bobby still in business? Where's our Northeast representative? <laughs> uh, he's on vacation this week, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought, well, doesn't Maryland Sound, aren't they the ones that usually do uh, New Year's Eve in Times Square? Or is that someone else I'm thinking of? Must be somebody else because they're out of Baltimore. They're, they do the Baltimore and the Washington, D.C. area. They do oh, a lot oh, of stuff yeah. in the mall. Yeah, they, yeah, they do, do that. All stuff. Is, is that Firehouse? That they do the inaugurations and all that. Is that them? I think so. I, thought, I think Firehouse. Well, I know Maryland Sound had done a bunch of stuff with the inaugurals. Cool. Well, anyway, what else is going on with people? I mean, I have anybody been to the movies this season at all? I know I'm I have. I'm going to see the Indiana Jones thing in a couple hours. I hear that I hear that he's old. I hear Harrison Ford is old. He's old. I went and saw Elemental or Elements or whatever it was. It was okay. Who's in that? It's the I don't know who's in it. It's a it's the Pixar animated movie. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This Fire is City. Disney's kind of getting hammered on on releases, not doing so well in the box offices the past year. 
Yeah, I would think that the next movie that I really, uh, which will probably be a, a must see, is that Tom Cruise Mission Impossible. That new movie looks like it's pretty much, you know, off the hook. But I hear it's only part one. And, and some of the movies now are doing like, like Fast and Furious 10. It was only part one. They're going to have to do Fast and Furious, you know, 10 and a half to catch up. There's another movie that I want to see, Denzel Washington. Um, and I believe it's called The Enforcer. Is that what it's called? Anybody? Um, well, so, Ken, do... what are you going to be doing for entertainment this week? <laughs> what am I going to do for you? What? Run that by me one more time. What are you going to be doing for entertainment this week? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. The Tour de France started. Uh, kind of keep an eye on that. Uh, let's see, we got the British Grand Prix on F1 on this weekend. And then uh, for the most part, I'm just kind of chilling, trying to do things around the house that I got to do. I got to cut down some uh, branches that came off the trees uh, while I was gone. You got, you, you've got Wimbledon this week. Wimbledon is going hot and heavy. That's, uh, you know, that they, they have some good players this year. Uh, I was watching a little bit of it last night for a while. It was so. I got a bigger question for you guys. And I was asking this question at LA, and everybody looked and was all well, maybe. But is the writer's strike really over um, residuals and payments there, or is it over AI taking their jobs? Well, from what I understand, it's about a lot of things. It's mostly about the streaming revenues that they're not getting. And they want they want a piece of that they want a piece of that streaming revenue. Um, right now, AI is not something where AI can take over doing writing that would be, um, let's say, non. Well, they're plagiaristic because basically AI is stealing everything from everyone on the web. And that's been a big problem. Uh, the, they're starting to get sued for taking the scraping data from everybody and they're using everybody's data and, um, and regurgitating it, even sometimes with their trademarks still on attached to it. Well, so we'll see what happens with that. I understand was it people that basically if they have a series, they can can take a series and have them learn it and then write next the next series. And it hasn't been done yet. But well, I mean, you know, it's there's nothing, there's nothing that says it can't be done. I mean, there's a lot of AI coming in, but what I'm reading is that the more AI jobs they have, it's creating more jobs for people in certain skilled areas. You know, well, the other problem it, is that AI's been doing uh, doctoral thesis and their big controversy about who earned it and whether we actually have that, whether how they can stop it. Uh, you saw that the Grammys won't allow AI uh, music nominated for anything in in the Grammy stuff, but they did leave the door open for like collaborations, like what McCartney's working on with John Lennon, you know, AI John Lennon. Well, now that they're using AI, you can, AI cannot copyright anything. So the, basically there's no, there's no royalties in AI. So I'm sure there's going to be some, um, you know, unscrupulous producers that are going to start using AI so that they don't have to pay royalties. Record well, there, was a, there was a song, was it a song released in April that had sounded like Drake in the weekend? And weekend, yeah. 
and then it got an uproar. Yeah, but people were able to tell that it wasn't. But the big thing is, is that now with this deep fake and the artificial thing, of course, we really have to worry about what we're going to see, because now you won't be able to, you really won't be able to believe what your eyes are seeing, because they have it down, and they're getting it closer and closer that they can actually take somebody's voice, clone it out. And I mean, it's it, there, there are websites right now that you could do it. It's not perfect, but the more they perfect it, the more it's going to be perfect. And eventually, you know, you're going to hear somebody say something that they never really said, but it is AI and they're going to have to, they're going to have to denounce the fact that it was AI, but yet how are they going to be able to prove that it wasn't them? So we're going to see that happening soon enough. <laughs> I was on LinkedIn today and I didn't, read it but one of those articles rolled by about a software company that's actually working on software that can identify ai so you know and and deep or you know deep fake and that kind of stuff that's only if they they impregnate it with the metadata of ai if they don't yeah. then there's no way that they're going to be able to yeah. figure it out but yeah. But the you thing know, I heard with the writer's strike is that they um, it's rewrites, you know, a lot of their money is made on circling back around and, and readjusting a show or redoing a scene. And they really think that AI, that they can just sort of show AI the, the show and AI will just come in and go, okay, bang, 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 you know, and throw out a rewrite in the matter of minutes if not seconds <laughs> yeah you know i use this this app called grammarly and it's a it's, it's a free add-on you can actually pay for it as well if you want to get more in depth and it, it attaches to gmail or or anything google and basically it reads everything you write and then it gives you examples of how to make it better and yeah. a lot of the things that they they give me that they give me back is completely incorrect. It's completely incorrect, yeah. where it, because they don't understand my profession, you know, when it comes to gear or speakers or boxes or anything like that, they 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 misconstrue that as a different word. It's yeah. so it's not perfect yet by a, by a long shot, but you know as they start to develop it more and more and more people put more resources into it, then eventually it's going to be something that could be a tool or it, it could be, uh, you know, an enemy of the people. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, of course, you know, going back to uh, what was the name of that company that uh, in, in the Terminator Skylink, you know, Skylink, we, we all yeah. have to worry about Skylink, you know, Oh my Skylink. God. Don't we have Skylink already with Elon Musk? <laughs> that's starling did you also hear about i just i, I heard bits and pieces about but the ups or ups is threatening to strike too the delivery company yes anybody UPS is threatening to strike they want air conditioners in their trucks and i don't blame right i don't blame them either that that was resolved on monday they've averted the oh, strike. that was yep yes it was resolved another yeah, thing is that the canadian the Canadian ports are shut down and there's $19 billion in products sitting on ships off of Vancouver. 
that would normally be destined for the US, it just goes through Vancouver. And they're there, they, they don't see any end in, in the in the strike. The dock workers and the longshoremen, the Canadian dock workers and longshoremen are on strike on both coasts. Now that's deadly for electronics. And I had an yeah. experience like that when I first started Soundbroker is that we sold a, this is how far back it was. It was a PM 3000 and we sold it to Japan and I had, I'd videotaped it and I'd sent them everything that they needed to see and they paid for it. And then we shipped it by boat. They wanted to ship it by boat. And when it got there, the Japanese dock workers went on strike and that thing sat in the docks for two and a half weeks. And when they finally opened it up, all that sea moisture and sea air had gotten to it and it had corroded all the electronics. Well, I think you can only get one PM 3000 in a container too. (laughs) (laughs) That was a heavy board. (laughs) Yes, from now on, you know, from that moment on, everything that we shipped overseas had to be by air. We wouldn't ship anything anymore, you know, uh, anything anymore by boat. That's that's how it worked, you know. That's why I didn't do a lot of a lot of international work because it was so expensive, and especially with speakers because speakers have magnets in it. It's considered dangerous cargo. Yeah. So what? Really, magnets? You didn't know that? I did not know that. Yeah, because of the heavy magnets, um, the neodymium magnets. Uh, or that most of the speakers use uh, basically uh, can throw off the can throw off the navigation of a plane system. Yeah, the compass. Yeah, it makes sense. And so it's considered dangerous cargo. But evidently, they do have a way around it because they do ship them um, by air. So there you have it. I don't have a lot of stories today. The student debt thing, you know, I'm really against that student debt relief thing because I had to pay my student debt. Nobody was there. They, I'm, I'm telling you, they know those those debt collectors from the student debt. They really know how to track you down, boy. They can track you down. It was like I, I, I had disappeared off the face of the earth, and there I was in the woods of Santa Barbara when when I got a phone call. Hello, yeah, hey. You owe us money for that student debt, that student loan you took, you know? So I, I just really feel it's so unfair, man, to, for, for people to get debt relief from that. I mean, I can understand maybe some sort of work around where you don't have to pay it that much, but it is a low interest loan as it is, isn't it? Yep. But it's still yeah. got loan with interest and stuff there. But the thing we ought to fix is, why do you need to have a 13th grade? Why can't they do a three-year college instead of like Europe and stuff have three-year universities instead of doing four years that you learn the same stuff you had to take up in high school again? And that would say 25% of the cost of education. And then start talking about instead of raising money for endowments and for building buildings, why don't they put more percentage of what they raise and what they have and get out of endowments for scholarships in people that they want at the school so they can look good. Because when you talk about some of these schools that got like, like 40 to $50 billion of, you know, of assets, endowments, and what is the, you know, what is the dividends on that? Why isn't that being used on top of what they're charging at 40 to 50,000 a year per student? Hmm. Well, the, and the college's cost has gone up 
two to two and a half percent the rate of inflation faster in the last 10 years. So why, why is that ex- outpacing inflation? And that's, that's a lot a of universities, question. the average uh, salary of the, uh, the professors is like 250 to 300,000 a year. Well, if they get if they get people to think, then it's, they're they're probably worth that. Um, but that's a, I didn't realize it was that much money in college professorships. Otherwise, oh, yeah. I might have went into that profession myself. <laughs> Basketball coaches <laughs> and the class A are one to two and a million dollars a year salary. That's nuts. How much do you think they're paying the University of Alabama's football coach? Yeah, then they get tenure. I don't know how much. What do you think? What do you think they're getting paid? I think salary from the school is like ten million. Holy crap! And then all is a lot of money. Yep. And then they have, if I'm not mistaken, some of these colleges have their own team jets too. The jet that their players are on. Uh, that that went away after the night of tears. Yep. Marshall and the University of Evansville both sort of killed that. They had their own jets? Yeah, so, well, it wasn't their own jet. Marshall was on a private airplane, and so was the University of Evansville. And Marshall lost their football team. University of Evansville lost their basketball team with plane crashes. So almost none of the schools will fly private jets anymore because they they go on commercial. Delta has a a whole series of built-out planes that does nothing for contract uh, flighting for sports teams. Yeah, I know. I know. My wife was a America West flight attendant, and she worked some of the sports planes, and they're configured a little differently with better leg room and not quite the, as many seats. The NBA, I believe, has ten planes that they use to fly their teams, and only their teams can fly on those planes. And that's the reason the schedule is built around the airline uh, shuttling teams back and forth. But that came back to haunt them a year or two before COVID because all of a sudden they had a flu bug that got stuck on one of the planes and it just kept getting circulated from team to team because it was in the air system of the airplanes. Well, I thought now that the air system, uh, the, the, the ventilation system in the airplanes are, are par excellence, the way they say they've, I guess they've changed them around well, with filters and blowers. Yeah, the HEPA filters the may put said. that up, but this was a contact uh, virus. So it was not doing the wipe down of the seats and stuff that got them. Wow. Because literally they, they might drop a team off of Miami and right before the team was the, the visiting team and they pick up the team that was playing that night and fly out of Miami to wherever. And so it was, um, they weren't getting them sterilized on the inside or between teams. Hmm. Interesting. Very well. I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm not a pro basketball or a college basketball player. Otherwise, I could have uh, come down with a disease. That's a good thing for me now. Uh, glad I just check that off my bucket list of things I wanted to do. That's it. Go on. All right. Well, we're coming near uh, 45 minutes of uh, chit chatting. And uh, if there's anybody that has anything that they want to say, um, now would be the time. Did anybody, did you guys already talk about uh, the Chicago uh, uh, Dwayne passing or dying of the electrocuted? No, no. So first of all, tell us who he is. Dwayne Dubinsky was originally from Canada. He's been in Nashville 
for some years, he uh, ended up buying Third Coast from Bruce Bothard. He had a Myers rig, his Myers system, and uh, renamed the company to Dwayne Rocks. And uh, uh, he's done a bunch of different things, whatever there, but he was up in Chicago doing uh, grandstand sound for the race and came through to, he got electrocuted. They said it was a medical emergency, then it was electrocuted. But we can't tell anything of what happened, how it happened, and I haven't seen anything in any of the trade magazines about it. Didn't know if anybody right. knew anything. I haven't seen anything in the trade magazines either about it, but I, I have heard about it. Well, that um, race in Chicago, I know had a lot, the NASCAR had a lot of rain issues. I was watching part of it this weekend. Every time I tuned in, it was either raining or just got done raining and cars were sliding out and hitting the wall and there was flooding everywhere. And to me, it didn't look like they were having much success down there with the street race for NASCAR. Well, it happened like 11, 1030 or 11 o'clock on either Friday morning or Saturday morning. I can't remember. Yeah, they got like more rain in Chicago in like a few hours than they usually have in for most of the year. It just dumped. Yeah. I mean that race used to actually be about a, used to be right up by where I live, about 10 minutes away from my house. There's a big racetrack and that's where that NASCAR race used to be for years. And then Chicago said, Oh, well, we're gonna do this, this and this and and so NASCAR went down there, but what I was, I just talked to a buddy of mine that actually works at the track, and what he was told is expected to come back in the next two to three years. I think they're our schedule. I think they're contracted for a three-year deal. If I'm not, it's I know it's three years. It was two years guarantee with the option of the third year is what I was told. I never saw the contract, but that's what I heard from a friend of mine that works at this racetrack that they used to be at. Is that NASCAR signed a two-year deal with Chicago? for three years but two years are guaranteed and after two years if they want to do a third year they can if they don't want to do a third year and go somewhere else they can pull out and not have to worry about losing money yeah i'm looking right now i'm looking right now he was working on the chicago street race for nascar and basically it doesn't say anything except he was electrocuted wow by grant park the only thing i can figure is that He's either had a lift or a boom or a truck or something like that, and he hit electric line, and it got him. Because yeah, I can't. That, well, that would that would be you know you would think that he would be a little more careful about that. You never know. Let's see. So I just also one. read that over a hundred people got injured at that Red Rock show where it hailed. Yeah, that's right. You know it was. It was a thunderstorm that came through there and they, I guess, you know, they didn't give the crowd any warning. Nobody got any warning. And all of a sudden it started coming down. And of course, Red Rocks, there's nowhere to really go. No, nope. you're in the audience other than to your car. <laughs> when your car is down that's, the hill, that's a walk. That's a walk down the hill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think everybody just sort of scattered, but it was, and it was golf ball size hail. Wow. That's really big hail. You know, and you know, a lot of people just got big welts and pelted and but a hundred people had to go to the hospital. Wow. Well, that's the danger of going to a concert when it's hailing. That's all I can say about that. Well, we had we had that up here a couple of 
We had that up here a couple of years ago. We had an event called, I think, uh, Country Thunder, which is in some part of the state. And there was a girl, I don't know the whole story, but it was raining and thunder and lightning out. And she went to put her, pick up her phone. I don't know if she was supposed to, if she was trying to make a phone call or whatnot. And she was getting up by her, her head and lightning struck her phone. And it took her almost nine months to recover, but it destroyed her. It cooked her phone and everything. And it was some weird, they said it was one of the rarest things that would ever happen where the lightning would, lightning bolt hit her phone. It was during this country event, and it took almost a year to recover and get back to a totally normal life. Wasn't wasn't Country Thunder the one a couple years ago where they had the storm came through and the stage got pushed back on top of the the trucks and buses parked behind it? And I think it was a what was the company um, Premier Global. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but that would be about right. What is on your t-shirt, Josh? My Taylor Swift t-shirt. <laughs> oh, jeez. I had to wear it. I had to wear it. You went did to you, the concert, did, right? Did you go to the concert? Did were you were you inside or outside? Uh, I did not make. So the closest one was Chicago, and I was I wanted to go. I was online trying to get tickets, trying to get tickets, trying to get tickets, and I couldn't get tickets. And then some friends of mine were going down to stand outside the stadium. And I was about ready to go. And then I had a family emergency come up. So I had to stay back for that first night. And then I was going to go down the second night. And by that time, I was just too tired. I'm like, and my friends were basically uh, shooting videos back and forth to me. So I'm like, eh, I'm like, someday. But right now, when she goes down to South America, they said standing tickets now next to the stage are going for $1,000 up here or going for about 150 bucks down in our, uh, at one of her shows down south. And now they're saying people from the U.S. are actually trying to get tickets to, and fly down to down to South America to see her shows because they're so much cheaper down there. Well, and apparently the stadiums awesome. are bigger. Did anybody see the awesome. uh, the farmer that was cutting the thing in the field so that when she flew in, she got to see the, I don't know, whatever it was. It said it was Taylor like a, or something. Yeah, I saw that. It said, welcome to, I think it said, welcome to Kansas at a, he cut like something that we made it look like her face or whatever and said, welcome to Taylor Swift to our state or something like that. Right. I think it was in Kansas. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because that's her next show is, I think, Kansas City, Missouri or Kansas City, Kansas. Well, her tour is like a juggernaut. Wherever it goes, it sells out. Not only does it sell out, but it sells out the parking lot. That I, from my understanding, thousands and thousands of people who can't get into the concert go to go to hang out in the parking lot. Well, but here's the thing. Minnes well, with uh, Taylor Swift, one one second, one at a time. With Taylor Swift, I just I was just reading what, well, something on the news that every city she's been in, hotels have been booked out, restaurants are packed to the capacity. Um, I forgot what city she was in. Wherever the final four was, they said they had double the people there for Taylor Swift than they did the final four. So yeah. wherever she's going, she's boosting the economy. Like she's bringing. They're at they're they're saying she's averaging over a hundred thousand people showing up to her show every night. That's seventy thousand in the stadium and another thirty twenty to thirty thousand outside in the parking lot. It's it's oh. literally insane. That's a phenomenal. That's a phenomenal. Uh, you know, that's just phenomenal. I, I don't I don't get it myself. Uh, Brian, what did you want to say? Well, in Minnesota, uh, they were arresting people in the parking lot that were sitting out there because number one, that was inside a dome, so you couldn't hear the concert in the parking lot. 
and Minnesota said that they weren't putting up with the tailgaters. So if you didn't go into the concert, you could, they were going to arrest you if you were in the parking lot. That is so anti-American. Unbelievable. So well, anti-Swift. It, it was done on a safety reason because they couldn't get emergency personnel in and out of the facility. Yeah, well, Nashville it was nuts because they did three nights in Nashville. You know, on the Sunday night, one there was a big storm came through and lightning, and it didn't start until like eleven o'clock at night. Around there, I heard she got a. I heard she got a huge fine for uh, ordinance violation for that one for Sunday night. I don't know. There's. I don't think those people are. But Nashville was nuts too because we are the bachelorette capital, and do you know how many like girl groups were showing up that didn't Taylor Swift for their. <laughs> My my brother lives in Canada, and Taylor doesn't have any shows scheduled for Canada. And I guess Canada's completely up in arms. The whole country is like, you know, why isn't Taylor Swift coming to see us? I'm sure, I'm sure she sooner will. Sooner or later, she'll do a Canadian leg. But she's well, going she's to Asia. Doing, well, Europe and I think it's Europe and Asia, because she's doing South America, and then after the first of the year, she's going overseas to I think Europe and Asia. Yeah, I think she's doing a show in Singapore and it's already sold out. It's already impossible to get tickets there. I heard the tickets for Singapore were $1,000 a pop. Now, Singapore is a very wealthy country, by the way, just in case you hadn't noticed. Uh, but Singapore is very wealthy and a lot of business out of there. It's, an ex it's one of the most expensive countries in, 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 in the world, much less Asia. It's, it's so much more expensive than it's, it's like being in, it's like being in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, that's how expensive it is there. So I Crazy. heard someone tell me that they were in Singapore one time and that if you're a local resident there, you can't get in that uh, hotel, the three tower hotel with the schooner on top. The sands. You're not the Marina sands. unless you're a, a tourist. The Marina Sands, they charge uh, $50 to go up to the top of, uh, of that. Uh, and uh, seeing I had Bo with me, it cost me $100 to go up to the top to take some pictures. But it's pretty impressive view. Um, is it worth 100 bucks? Eh, maybe, you know, you can get you can get a hundred dollars worth of publicity from the pictures. Doesn't have an infinity pool up there too? The like on the edge, you can see off into it. Uh not where we were. Uh, I didn't see it. Yes, it we... does. So, Jan, how high up is that? Jan? I, I have how pictures, Jan. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I, I there wasn't a pool where we were when we were on the top, so it must be. I mean, but there's three there's three tower legs, so we were probably in the middle tower leg, not on. I guess I I'm not sure how it works. I only know that there was no pool where we were, and the restaurant was and how, closed. And how high up were you then? I mean, like how many uh, floors? I think fifty seven. I can find out. You know how high. How it wasn't overly high, but there's no real, there's, there's not a lot of high buildings there. And you probably could see for miles now out of that, then I'm assuming. I uh, see if we could see for miles. Wasn't that in one of the Bond movies or one of the Mission Impossible movies? I'm sure it's been I'll in be a lot of movies. It's, a, it's of impressive thing. architecture, that's for sure. I mean, it is impressive architecture. And the mall underneath it is really impressive. I mean, it makes you, no matter, no matter how much money you have, I think it's almost intimidating on how expensive that place is. You know, it doesn't matter if, you know, I think that, uh, I think that it is 
just amazingly expensive to be there. I mean, they've got all these stores that, you know, that uh, like Gucci and uh, Tiffany's and, um, you know, big, big name stores like that. Hermes. Uh, luxury, luxury stores. Yeah, all luxury stores. Yeah. Yes. So. And, you know, it's cool. I mean, I mean, it's not like, you know, in Bangkok, they've got this one mall uh, called Siam Paragon where they have two Rolex stores. I mean, two Rolex stores, one on either side of the aisle. And then they've got a, a Patek Philippe store and they've got uh, Tiffany's and Hermes and uh, Yves Saint Laurent and all of these designer stores that are there. And it's uh, crazy nuts. So there's a lot of money in Bangkok as well. But so, Singapore is off the hook. So if you want a, a Rolex, why don't you go sports car racing? Because they give Rolex watches out for the winter of the, like the 24 hours of Daytona and Le Mans and all that stuff. You can get your Rolex and, and not have to pay for it. <laughs> well, it's a good idea. Okay, so it's, it's 198 meters. It's 57, it's 57 stories tall. That's, 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 that's what it is. 57 stories tall. And I think the pool is on the other side. So we were on the right side or the left side and the pool is, was, was on the other side. The Did pool you know? is for the hotel guests. Oh, we were not a guest of the hotel. So guests can walk anywhere, but non-guests can't. Okay. And people that paid $50 can't go over there. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, there's no way you have to go back down. You, you you have to go back down to get back up. So yeah, you you have to buy a card, and is you know, it's like an it, it's really almost like a an entertainment ride, something like Disneyland, whereas you know where you buy a ticket and then you wait for the elevator and you go through the turnstile and then you you have the snake they snake you around to the elevator, and then you go up in the elevator. It's all it's very impressive. It's you know it's high speed elevator. You you feel the you 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 feel yourself being catapulted up into space you know so uh, i would recommend it i would recommend it to everybody anyway anybody else have anything that they want to say uh, maybe regarding uh, something to do with our industry how would that be would that be uh, something we might be able to talk about so what's the big deal with throwing stuff on stage as i see adele made a threat to the fans in las vegas this week about that she would Get anybody that threw something on the stage at her. Well, evidently, there's been a couple. Of, there's been just. a couple of artists that has. There's been a couple of artists I've seen that had stuff thrown on stage. Uh, BB Rexa, Adele, and there's been a couple other ones that had had stuff thrown on stage. I don't know what it is nowadays. People are just getting stupid. Somebody got hit with a cell phone and had to end the show. Yeah, that was BB uh, Rexa. Yeah, so the guy who did it to BB Rexa, they interviewed him, and he said he did it because it's a TikTok trend. And he wasn't trying to really throw it at her. He was just trying to get good footage on his phone. I saw so, some some uh, female artist that got hit in the face with something. Yeah, yeah, that was they're, a... they're throwing it on the stage, but it's hitting the artist. Well, why would they throw their phone on the stage with the with the fact that they're going to lose it by it being on the stage? That's the end of their phone. And somebody uh, for the idiots who do, who do the TikTok that was a stupid uh, thing. videos. It's Did crazy. You know, someone started something on TikTok and thought, hey, let's, this would be cool with three phone on stage or do something like this on stage. And all of a sudden it went viral. I mean, then people started doing it. But how do they get the video back? Because they're not giving them the phone back. 
Doesn't it go to the cloud? Can they retrieve it from the cloud? Yeah, they may, they may be using burner phones. Well, no. But then if they're using a burner phone and they're using the cloud, they could track you. They could track that back to that person, couldn't they? Yeah, I would, yeah, I don't see yeah. why they're getting away with it, but it's, it, it's well, stupid. The, the guy had said that, um, from, according to the TikTok trend, that um, they were, that sometimes if they did, if a performer sees it, they pick it up and they will record a moment for them on their phone. Ah, the yeah. So he didn't mean to throw it out or he just wanted to throw it up on the stage. Yes, yes. But he, he hit her. What a bummer. He hit That's her in not... the face. Her, her face was bruised. I see a lot of artists that they hand him the phone and he does the selfie with him and the person behind him. That's he's, he's hit a lot on stage nowadays. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but that's a handoff. That's not a throw. Throw, yeah. I've had a lot of water bottles come up on stage. Did anybody see the footage of Shania Twain falling on stage or slipping and falling? No, no. I yeah. remember the good old days when all they would throw at me was tomatoes and eggs. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> you don't had know egg salad. Time. You know, that's that. Those were the good old days. Now you got to be careful. You know, so. What can I well, say? Well, there's a video. There's a there's a video going around. Uh, I just saw it the other day. Uh, Wayne Wilson was on stage, and this little girl. She I think she was like eight or nine years old, and she had a poster that said, "My daddy bet me a pony that I could not get on stage with Wayne Wilson." So Wayne Wilson brought her up and said, "Dad, you owe her a pony now." And the little girl was all crying and held up the poster. It was actually, I'm like, "Well, that guy's gonna have to buy a pony now." <laughs> they they have it unless she made it up. Hey, you know? Uh. uh he will buy her pony, and it'll be a My Little Pony wrapped in a cute little box. And there you have it. <laughs> well, anybody else have anything they say before we say goodbye to our, our, our amazingly strong audience of 354 YouTube subscribers? And we're getting about 40 to 70, uh, 70 views on uh, Facebook. I don't know how many on Twitter. But people are watching this, so I hope you ent I hope you enjoyed yourself from our entertainment, uh, you know. And we'll be back again next week for the 164th show. Uh, and you're more than welcome to join us, but you must click the like button. And if you're on the show, you should uh, tag yourself as well so that uh, other people can see how great you were in this performance uh, of, of, of the 163rd uh, Mastermind uh, or our current event show, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, um, anybody else have anything or am I going to say goodbye and we'll just stay here and talk amongst ourselves about things we can't talk about live? <laughs> I think that's it. Say goodbye, everybody. Say goodbye. Remember, you make it happen. Remember to tag yourself if you can. Give us the thumbs up. Subscribe. It'll, you know, we're looking for our, our 355th member now. So you can be the one. So you make it happen. Go out there and do it. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again next week. Have a happy and a safe week. And uh, I'm looking forward to next week where we'll have some new things to talk about. Until then, remember, you make it happen. So go out and make it happen. And we are off the air. <laughs>